Chase Waters, 36 seconds into the overtime. Right. Oh, let's go. Tristan Robbins bangs away at it second time. Slows it behind for Taylor. It's in the net. Blades Uncut. We're back. Les Lazarick, of course, as always, my name is Mitch Bach. I was it's been say, a long time since we've done one of these episodes, Les. We, we have an identity change or something? You've taken on my name well, or something? I'm just, I just want to let the uh, the audience know who is with me. Oh, okay. Today, because I, I wasn't sure about I that. I know, they've already listened to a lot on <laughs> CJWW Radio. Yes. Right? That, yep. of course, is a, a new change this season. It is. is. Being on the AM dial, so we have a wider circumference of viewership or listening listeners. Yeah, viewership. Bigger, bigger, bigger range of listeners. That's yes. right. Throughout yep. Saskatchewan, all of Saskatchewan, and into Manitoba and Alberta, parts too. of Alberta. Sure. Yeah. Think Absolutely. of the teams that can listen to you when they're not playing against one another. Medicine Hat, Lethbridge yep. might be able to get you. Well, I don't know about Lethbridge. I, I've got a story about that okay. later on. We'll talk, yeah, we'll dive into some of the details with this new partnership and what exactly it all entails, just to give our listeners, because there are a little bit of change, there is a little bit of change compared to last season, the last yep. couple of seasons, uh, when uh, when listening uh, on the radio dial. But uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Of course, this is episode number 44 of Blades Uncut, powered as always by Original 16. Oh, yeah. And none other than number 44 will be joining us less. Now, this sounds like you had this in mind. <laughs> I did. I number didn't. 44 on episode 44. It seems very coincidental. I know it does. And, you know, surprisingly enough, I think that, you know, after a, a previous recording, I thought, oh, episode 44 could be kind of fun to have Chase come on. You know, mm-hmm. he obviously is a new professional. He's got his new contract with the Abbotsford Canucks, which we'll dive into as mm-hmm. well. But I honestly didn't connect the dots until after I reached out to him earlier today and realized, oh, wow, it's episode 44. As I'm putting the rundown together, I'm okay, it works out, checks out. Sometimes luck. Sometimes a the hap- world works in mysterious ways. A happy accident, a hap- as a former news director of mine told me several years ago, yeah. there are such things as happy accidents, and this would be considered a happy accident. Most of yeah. my goal calls, Mitch I was going to say, are happy accidents. Yes, we've discussed the yes, goal calls, and that, right. I think that's the last time that... We discussed happy accidents. Happy accidents, yes. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, episode 44. <laughs> and of course, stardom will be among us in a little bit as we welcome Chase yes. on board. It looks like his uh, training camp, his fall has gone very well. Yeah. Uh, as he transitions into the professional life, of course, he scored uh, a goal in his first NHL preseason game for the Canucks. Just unbelievable to see. It was very much so a Chase Waters-like goal. Stick on the ice, hard to the net. Accurate shot, celebrate, get yep. off the ice, you know, just a hard-working goal. Typical Chase Waters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we'll ha- have him coming on and uh, a lot more in store as well. We'll have uh, the answer to our previous trivia question as well as a new trivia question coming mm-hmm. up later on, giving you a chance to win a $20 promo code to the Frozen Pond. But, less, of course, I can't just fast-forward through this intro. We've got... WHL Hockey is back. That's right. Everybody has been playing. Everybody is underway as of the 1st of October. Uh, Some teams have played twice. Some teams have played three times already. Some teams have only played once thus far. But everybody has hit the ice. All 22 teams have played. And luckily so far, no COVID-19 problems. 
cross the fingers, cross yep. the toes, cross the legs, whatever the case may be, yep. cross your eyes if need be. But in order <laughs> to make sure that this goes off without a hitch, so far, so good as far as the 2021-22 WHL season is underway. That's right. And, of course, two games for Saskatoon. Of course, the home opener Saturday, a tremendous game, 4-2 victory over Moose Jaw. Four different goal scorers, a couple of new faces also entering the score sheet. Of course, Trevor Ro- Trevor Wong getting yep. the party started early in the first period. I don't want to talk a whole lot about Friday, but I think that after the second and third period of Friday's game, it was very much a wake-up call to, okay, like we need to put in a full 60 minutes. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter how early in the season it is. You got to work. Yeah. You no, do. That's right. Yeah, you can't... Uh just think you're going to step out on the ice and everything's going to be great and yeah. wonderful. You, you've got to put in the work, and it didn't happen on Friday. Saturday, much better, and as a result, the Blades split their first weekend against Moose Jaw, and uh, right now, as they stand, are tied for third place in the East Division. Very early. Very early. But Very early in the You've got to keep track of this stuff because, as we know all too well, less that into February and certainly into early March, every single point matters. And Absolutely. A point is just as valuable this early in the season as it is later on in the season. Absolutely. Too. So I do want to say uh, congratulations to five members of the Blades who made their WHL debuts, mm-hmm. four of which started the game as, uh, you know, as rookies as well. Of course, Egor Sidorov, Maritz Eliash, Misha Volotovsky and Lucas Hansen all starting that first game for Saskatoon, playing in their WHL debuts. Big congratulations to all of them. And then, of course, uh, Ethan Chadwick coming in to relieve Nolan Meyer to begin the third period. So that's five members of the Blades now with mm-hmm. WHL experience under their belt. And I think that puts the team up well up over 1,000 players that have now donned a Blades jersey. Is that right? Yes, well over 1,000. I don't have the exact number. I wish I'd have thought about bringing that with me, but yeah. it's well over 1,000 now. Maybe that could be an, a trivia question at some could point. Be, could right? be. Might have to drop a golden nugget one of these episodes, then revisit it, bring it yeah, back from the absolutely. dead later on. But Absolutely. Yeah, uh, but a big congratulations to those five as well. And then, of course, Saturday... Uh, was uh, the uh, debut, season debut for Tristan Robbins as he's now back from San Jose. And he scored a goal and added mm-hmm. an assist, was named the second star. Nolan Meyer also rebounding uh, very strong in uh, in the home opener as well. He had a very difficult night uh, without a whole lot of help in front of him on Friday night. But, of course, he was named the game's first star in Saturday's big victory over Moose Jaw. And just like that, it's a one-on-one record to start off the season less. What have you seen so far? Are you happy with the product that you've seen from the gondola so far? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, certainly the bounce back on Saturday at home, uh, it could have easily been tough to have gotten started uh, when you consider the pregame ceremonies. That's always a key thing is being able to find a way to be ready to go to start a game after you've had all the adulation, after you've had all the pomp and ceremony to be ready to go. And the Blades, to their credit, were able to do that, just like Moose Jaw had been able to do it the night before uh, with all the things going on in their favor at home. It happened with the same way with the Blades. And basically, they were mirror images of each other, really, the two games. Yeah. Uh, what Moose Jaw did well on Friday night the Blades didn't do well Friday night. The Blades turned around and did well Saturday night, and Moose Jaw didn't really do well as well on Saturday night. So mm-hmm. uh, each team took their turn, and now they're one and one, both of them. And uh, for the Blades, it's good. It's, it's a good way to get started, and now we'll see how they do moving forward. they got home and home with Brandon here coming up, uh, and then a lot of games within the division. Again, there's no games outside of the conference. You're playing games either in Saskatchewan, Manitoba, or Alberta. There's no BC or U.S. division games either coming here or going there sort of a thing. So yeah. you know, you're going to see a lot of the same teams in this 68-game season 
in a pandemic situation still. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, let's touch on uh, what is upcoming, okay? Yeah. And you mentioned, too, the home-and-home home against the Brandon Wee Kings. Brandon's off to a difficult start so far. They're 0-2, but they've also got a lot of yeah. really good players that have yet to return from NHL training camps. One of those guys will be making his Wee Kings debut coming up this weekend, and there could be even more, but Mason Ward recently... Uh, skating with the Detroit Red Wings. He was reassigned to Brandon earlier today. We're recording this on Wednesday. And uh, he's uh, definitely uh, going to help out uh, a Wheat Kings team that doesn't look like the uh, heavyweight Wheat Kings team that we saw in the Hub season. They'll be a heavyweight Wheat Kings they team. They will Don't be. Don't worry about that I because know. here's another guy that's on his way back if he's not back already, and that's Ridley Gregg. Yeah. Has been returned by the Ottawa Senators. So Ward, Gregg. You know, those are the types of players, veteran guys that the Wheat Kings have to go along with their good young players that they have. Yeah. They were, a lot of people thought they would be number one. Yeah, the Winnipeg Ice made a statement and beat up on them pretty good. 17-3 to total over the course of two games, including yeah. 10-2 in Brandon on opening night. Yikes. That wouldn't have gone over very well, but uh, I expect the Wheat Kings. The only thing that's good for the Blades coming up against Brandon this Saturday is the fact that Mitch will get there to Brandon on Friday evening, mm-hmm. and the game will be underway already. The Wheat Kings are playing host to the Prince Albert Raiders yeah. on Friday night. Yep. So the Blades are going to be well-rested, whereas Brandon will have played a game already on Friday night against PA. Maybe the Raiders can soften them up a little because you know the Raiders are going to play a hard, physical style of game no matter who they're playing against. Not just against the Blades they play that way. They play that way against everybody, mm-hmm. and uh, I expect that they'll try and you know try and soften up Brandon as best they can and maybe come away with their first win of the year as well. That's a battle of winless teams coming up on Friday. Yeah, and both teams are going to want to prove something. Absolutely. Definitely, especially for any of the returning players who haven't played any WHL time yet. They certainly want to prove something. They want to right the ship in the right direction. We know Prince Albert is going to rebound, and of course, Brandon is uh, just way too good on paper for uh, for an 0-2 start to even get under their skin, but they definitely want to come out in full force on Saturday. And then, of course, next Wednesday, Brandon comes back into town, and uh, that's followed by the Medicine Hat Tigers next Friday. So Wednesday, Friday, next week, those are the next home games. Of course, the next game is on Saturday, like you mentioned, Les, and we can catch all the action on 600 CJWW Radio. Exactly. <laughs> we'll be on the air, by the way, on, on Saturday at 5.30 Because of the time difference, there is still a time difference between Manitoba and Saskatchewan. Manitoba is still on Central Daylight Time. Saskatchewan is on Central Standard Time, as they are year-round. So 5.30, we're on the air with pregame talk and then 6 o'clock play-by-play for the Blades and Brandon on Saturday. And those home games next week, uh, I want to... You know, salute the fans that came yep. out to the to the home opener. Forty three hundred and fifty six, I think it was something like along those lines. Yeah, forty three hundred and fifty three, something like that. Yep. Outstanding. I actually uh, more people attended here in Saskatoon than were at the home opener for the Regina Pats, mm-hmm. and they've got some guy named Bedard. So you'd have thought that they maybe had a few more, but uh, regardless, good for the Blades. Had a nice crowd. Um, and hopefully they can continue to do those sorts of things against Brandon and Medicine Hat next week. Yeah. Keep in mind, though, and you've got it mentioned here, vaccinations are mandatory. You have to show your proof of vaccination. There will be rapid testing available, though, on site if you haven't got those vaccinations done just yet. So, you know, make sure that you're able able to do one or the other and make your way to yeah. the rink and, and enjoy live Western Hockey League action again at Sastel Center. Well, yeah, and I, I want to echo exactly what you're saying too, Les. A big thank you to the fans who did come out. It was, uh, you know, there was al- always a little bit of the uncertainty factor when you're dealing with that many fans in a compressed location uh, where vaccines are mandatory, face masks are mandatory. 
just never know exactly what is going to happen until you really dip your toes into the fire and you feel it. Yeah. And it was uh, it was tremendous. The atmosphere was great. Blade City came out in full force, uh, not just for the game, but of course for the tailgate party featuring yeah. Aaron Pritchett. Another huge thanks to him. What a great mm-hmm. party that was. Uh, having the fans also lining the red carpet, keeping that physical distancing measure in, in place as well. Uh, that was just great to see. And you, you got to remember too, there's a lot of this year's players I, I'm sure, you know, I'm, this is a number that I should, probably should have even found out, but there's a lot of players on this team who've never been a part of a Blades home opener. Yeah. Right? Some big names who've never been a part of a Blades home opener. Rhett Reinhardt is yeah, one of them. That's true. Right? Yeah. As well as all of the rookies who had never really experienced that red carpet feel. I was chatting with a couple of the players afterwards. They were blown away, not just by the theatrics that were put on, but of course by the atmosphere and just how passionate Blades fans are towards their team. Well, guys like Tanner Molendyke, Pasha Bacharov, yep. uh, Nathan uh, or Hayden Smith, I should say, people like that who played for the team in the Regina Hub but hadn't had the experience of playing at home at Sastel Center in front of fans and getting the full meal deal treatment that yep. they got on Saturday. Yeah, that would have been... Eye-opening, fun, exciting, and certainly a, a boost of adrenaline to get you going into that oh, yeah. home opener against Moose Jaw. So. Yeah, a couple of nervous faces sure. too, wondering like, oh, yeah. what do I got to do when I get out of the vehicle? Am I just walking by? I know there were a couple of young guys right at the very beginning who just whoop, sped on right down the red just, carpet. But, just don't trip. Um, <laughs> uh, I know uh, Croker, our, our, of course, our in-game host, he did a phenomenal job yeah. of helping a few of those players break out of their shell and uh, interview them right on the red carpet. Of course, we had a live Facebook feed going, yeah. a big uh, tap uh, on the shoulder to Ashton who had that one, uh, you know, going very strongly. A lot of interaction with our fans too. So, um, yeah, uh, I think overall it was uh, just a very successful home opener, and we're uh, ready to build on uh, bigger and better things uh, for for next week, for next Wednesday and next Friday. Let's remind people this is episode forty four of the Blades Uncut podcast, presentation of Great Western Brewing and Original Sixteen, the Great Unsung Brew, as I like to call it, as we get into the broadcast. And Unsung Brew is also a Sponsor of the Unsung Hero on the Blades broadcast on CJWW. Okay. I want to mention that. All right, yes. So thank you to Scott Henbury for the, yeah. I mean, Mitch, he handed me two beer after the game on Saturday. I think I saw I, that. I, I drank one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the other what one. What happened to the other one? The other one got returned to the to the thing. Oh, well, thanks for keeping well, the, your co-host you, in mind. Well, you should have shown up. You weren't even there. <laughs> well, you know, you were there, but you, didn't, you came late. I, I know. And, yeah. and I asked, you know, Brendan Sonny could have had it, but... Good on him. He yeah. managed to find a way to avoid it. So. <laughs> right. I know. He there's could've. a lot of pressure he, when you're he out. Could've, he could have gone yeah. ahead. But, Your uh, post-game show, there's a lot of pressure involved. Absolutely, there is. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. there is. Well, but anyway, while we're mentioning Original 16, mm-hmm. let's also mention the good folks at Tin Center Saskatoon, Saskatoon's premier window film provider. You can uh, look them up online at www.tintcenter.ca or call them at 306-683-3456. They are sponsors of this Blades Uncut podcast. Okay, let's spin some tires and uh, recap the trivia question from mm. a long time ago. Uh, you know, I love to throw myself under the bus because it's been that long. I was going to try to do anything. one last week. Yeah. Uh, you know, prep for the home opener, everything. You know, I can You've come up with busy. every excuse in the book, You've and that's all I'm going to do. That's okay? all I'll say. That's all I'm going to do. Okay, but the trivia question. If you even remember what it was, <laughs> you, know, all the, you know, the trivia question could even be, like, who was our most recent guest? That's how long it's been. But it was Dan DeSilva, of course, uh, the newly uh, named uh, assistant coach. And I guess while we're at it, too, I do want to give a big tip of the cap to Dan as well as Brennan Sonny, who made their WHL coaching debuts in yeah. their respective roles. So... Big uh, kudos out to them, of course. 
The question that we presented, listeners, was how many AHL teams, American Hockey League teams, did Dan De Silva play for as a professional? Yes. That uh, was a good question, and there are five of them. The Lowell Lock Monsters, love that name. Mm. The Albany River Rats, the Lake Erie Monsters, the Worcester Sharks, and the Houston Arrows. There's a great old World Hockey Association name, the Houston Arrows. Gordie Howe and his sons played on that team together. They won a couple of WHL titles back in the 70s with that name. Okay. And they're now an American Hockey League team that Dan De Silva played for. Okay, well, and we had quite a few submit the correct answer yes. as well. It wasn't necessarily easy to come up with this one. You had to work at it. There were a couple of teams in there where Dan left and then returned to, so it could throw you for a little bit of a loop. Mm-hmm. But by random draw, the winner of a $20 gift promo code to the Frozen Pond, Eric Romans. Goodness, you'll buy more stuff. <laughs> I know. He is, he is a big-time fan and has a lot of blade swag. Has a That's lot of right. Western hockey gear. Not just blade stuff, but he's, he's got all kinds of stuff. Very passionate fan, so congratulations, Eric. We'll uh, be in touch. We'll send you off that coat here uh, in the next uh, few days or so. If you don't hear from us, then uh, don't be afraid to reach out either. We'll uh, we'll make sure that you get hooked up with some new blade swag. I know uh, Rebecca's been doing a great job stocking the store, not just uh, for the blades, but also for the Saskatchewan Rush as yeah. well. Uh and uh, yeah, it's uh, the new stuff that is uh, coming into the Frozen Pond looking pretty good. So Eric, uh, yeah, we'll be in touch here uh, right away. And we'll also have a new trivia question coming up after our chat with the former captain, Les. I think it's just about time we speak with number 44. He's been on a couple of times, but why don't you take it away? Well, it says here on our little map of what we're doing on this podcast <laughs> that this guy needs no introduction. He but doesn't. I, I will introduce I know. him, though, because that's it, what I do. what you do. Yes. And we're talking to a guy who, well, he's the only three-year captain in Saskatoon Blades' career history. Uh, he was a career blade, played all 280 games with the Saskatoon Blades. One day he'll have his number 44 race to the rafters. We know that because that was set on the final game, after the final game of the hub season in Regina. Newly signed with the Abbotsford Canucks, actually the first ever rostered player for the Canucks since their move from Utica. And to top it off, while he was at the National Hockey League training camp of the Vancouver Canucks, he scored a goal for the Canucks <laughs> against Mitch Box Calgary Flames. I was so proud. <laughs> you were so proud and so despondent if there's at one the guy, same time. If there's one guy who can score against the Calgary Flames, let it be Chase Waters. Well, let it be. We are indeed talking to Chase Waters. How are you, young man, in Abbotsford, B.C.? No, thanks. Uh, thanks for the intro there, Les and Mitch. It's, uh, yeah, things are things are a little different here. I look around and see some mountains, so it's uh, a little different than, uh, than Saskatchewan that way. But, no, things are things are going really going really well here. I'm really in, enjoying my time, so it's been awesome. What's a typical day like for you is with with the with the American Hockey League team right now? Yeah, it's uh you know right now we're uh you know doing a little bit of uh a little bit of house hunting a little bit kind of starting to look around but for right now it's uh you know go to the rink in the morning uh get some breakfast work out and then uh then practice and you know workouts and practices have been have been really good so far so it's you know it's just exciting and uh yeah we start start on the road so it's just looking forward to that. So, I know it's obviously early in your pro career here, Chase. But what are some of the glaring differences between uh, just you know the day to day life being in junior and the day to day life being a professional? Yeah, I know there's uh, there's quite a few differences, but you know the the small details are still the same from you know from from my time in Saskatoon to my time here. You know, it's uh, you show up on time, ready to work, and 
you know, that's something that we've are, are, are always pushed in Saskatoon and, you know, that those, uh, those have translated into, into the pro hockey experience, but, you know, it's, it's, it's been really good. It's, uh, you know, it's, I'm very grateful to, to be here in Abbotsford and, you know, for this opportunity. So it's, it's been awesome. When was it that you flew out to link up with the rest of your teammates, the rest of your training camp guys? Yeah, so I dro- I actually drove. Okay. So I drove from Lloyd on September 13th, I left. So me and my dad, we actually drove up together, so... We played around a golf in Kamloops on the way, so we played the 14th, and then we uh, checked in the hotel in Vancouver on the 14th, and there was about uh, five or six days of a rookie tournament, and then main or not a rookie tournament, just a rookie camp sort of thing, a development mm-hmm. development camp, which was uh, you know really good to get here and meet the staff and meet everyone there, and then you know main camp started after that, and it's been you know it's been a really fun fun ride so far. Who are some of the guys from main camp that you kind of stuck on to? Is there anyone in particular? Yeah, some of the, yeah, some of the guys, you know, it's uh, kind of, obviously there's a lot of, a lot of Western League guys here. So guys such as, you know, uh, Alex Canick, Leeper, Jet Wu, Carson Folk, Tristan Nielsen, those sort of guys. And mm. then, you know, I've been hanging out with them quite a bit. And then I, there's a couple guys out west I've been hanging out with, and then, yeah, just you know, just trying to take everything in from the older guys there at camp. You know, just seeing, seeing the way the way those guys prepare and the way they hold themselves at the rink. It's you know, it's really cool to see. So, one of the big changes you're going to notice because you've mentioned to me that your first games are going to be on the road is instead of getting onto a bus to go to these <laughs> road games, you're going to be getting on a plane. That that's right away is going to be a lot of fun right away. Yeah, exactly. You know, as uh, as you guys know, for me being Saskatoon, I've always always enjoyed the road trip. So this time, yeah, like Wes said, we'll uh, be hopping on an airplane as opposed to a bus. But you know, it's just just looking forward to to doing that. I've always been a been a guy that enjoys the road trip. So it'll be, it'll be lots of fun going going down south for for games. So. Are there any specific places that you're looking forward to the most? Any arenas that you've that you got your eye on that you'll be competing in? Um, I haven't looked looked too much into the arenas, but I know, you know, it'll just be cool to kind of see see that coast a little bit. When I went to Anaheim's camp there a couple of years ago, I got a little taste of it. But just uh, you know, going to LA, things like that, it'll be it'll be pretty cool with all the guys here. Be able to to make some memories there. It'll be fun. Who's your head coach with Abbotsford? Uh, Trent Cole. Okay. What do you get a sense already as to what they're looking for, uh, for you to be able to do? Any kind of role already defined for you with the Abbotsford Canucks? Uh, you know, just uh, just trying to go out there and just be myself. And you know, I know what I've, you know, the way I've kind of always played. You guys kind of know from watching, but I'll just you know I'll go out there and I'll work my hardest. And you know, I just uh, yeah, just hope everything falls into place. It'll be it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, any listener would give us a hard time if we didn't bring this one up, Chase. But let's uh, talk about your NHL preseason debut and some of the emotions that came mm. with uh, just a, an all-around amazing game. At what point did you know that you were going to be playing? And uh, and what what was the overall feeling like knowing that you were going to be playing with that Vancouver Canucks logo on your chest? Yeah, it was uh, you know it was a crazy crazy couple days there for that. I know. And it was a preseason game, but it was still a still a huge honor to be able to, to have that opportunity. And yeah, we found out the 
the night before the game. So there was a, a group went and played in in Spokane against Seattle there to start the season, and then there was uh, a couple guys from that game came back and played played the next day in Abbotsford, and a couple a couple new faces got in, like you know, like myself. So it was uh, yeah, it was pretty nerve wracking the night before and the day of, but you know, it's just. Uh, just like another hockey game, when you get out there, the emotions start flowing, and it's it's all good once you get the first shift out of the way. But I was uh, I was pretty fortunate. My uh, my mom and dad were able to to catch the earliest flight to Abbotsford oh, the yeah. next morning, so they were able to come out. And then my uh, my Bill and dad Tim and my uh, Bill and brother Gunner, they also came out and came out and watched. And I had a couple a couple family that live in Vancouver come watch. So it was it was awesome to. You know, for them to them to be there. Oh, so. that's wonderful! How much more special of a night was it made? Not only playing with them in the stands, but also scoring a goal that night. <laughs> yeah, that definitely uh, definitely kind of came out of the blue there. I know I got the, got a really good pass there from from Gadjevich, and you know, I was I was lucky to to have uh, him and Will Lockwood on my on my line that night. They both played. Played uh, well. Will's played a year, and then Gadrich played a couple of years. They both played a couple of games in the NHL. So it's you know to have those guys, and they really helped me out. And the, the older guys in the room too helped me out, just kind of getting the nerves nerves out of the way. But you know, just uh, yeah, scoring that goal. I mean, it's, uh, it's a heck of a play, and it'll it'll be something I'll never forget. And I was just you know just grateful my parents were able to be there for that, and Tim and Gunner. Mm. Was that the only preseason game you played with the Canucks? Yeah, it was. So we there's been four games so far. Yeah. So yeah, that was the one I got into. Okay. So I was really excited for it. Go back to signing your pro contract. When did it happen? How did it all came about? Uh, what were some of the emotions you went through in order in order to get that all done? Yeah, I kind of, you know, I kind of just talking to my agent. We were kind of just, you know, just waiting for something to come up, and then and you know this came up, and it was, uh, you know, it immediately was a really good opportunity for myself and. You know, I just just uh, just crazy to think that that was uh, the summer, and now we're here, and now we're doing it. It's you know, it's just it's really it's really exciting, and I'm really looking forward to it. Who's your agent? Uh, Blake Evans. Okay. And, yeah, in Saskatoon. Right. Okay. And were there any other opportunities, or was Abbotsford the one that uh, you came along and you said, "Let's go and grab it"? Yeah. No, Abbotsford was the one that one that I came on and you know, grabbing it. I'm doing my best here to. Go forward with it. I'm really, really enjoying it. Okay, let's uh, chat a little bit about your final season as a blade, Chase. You know, it's it's hard to even fathom that it occurred the way that it did. The 24 mm. games in the hub season and uh, all <laughs> all of the restrictions that were also put in place. You know, for for any fan watching from the outside, all we really got to see was the product on the ice. But what is it that stands out to you the most when you take a look back on that hub season? <clears throat> Yeah, I know. Just looking back on the year, we're just, you know, as players, we're just very, very grateful. We had the opportunity to play. I know, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of young players that, that missed out on, on, you know, on a season and a full year of hockey. So, you know, we were just grateful we had that opportunity. And, you know, just, uh, it's crazy. There was, there was no one in the building, but it still felt like the Blades, Blades fans were, were behind us the whole time, just through, through social media and through videos and things like that. And then, you know, that, that goes a long ways when we're, you know, when we're there and when we we were away from everyone for a couple months. But you know, just looking back on it, it was you know it was a great it was a great experience. It was fun, you know. Like I said, I'm I like being on the road, and it was like a 
like a couple months long road trip. So, and, uh, you know, you, you, we got, we got settled into the dorms there. And, you know, once we did that, it was, it was smooth sailing. It was a good time. Any funny stories from inside the dorms you can share that's PG rated? <laughs> um, we, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of good times I look back, but I know, I know in my room, especially we played a lot of cards, you know, me yeah. Colton and, and uh, Blake Stevenson, we played a lot of cards in my room and those were, uh, you know, those were some of the good times. A lot of, couple too many games of Xbox probably, but, you know, that's, that's what it was playing with the guys. It was yeah. always lots of fun. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you know, it was a lot of fun to watch you dress in that final game too. It was just about as trademark of a captaincy kind of mm-hmm. performance out of you as well, Chase, just what you did on the scoreboard and also how you were able to motivate your teams, your, your teammates against such a, a powerhouse team such as Brandon. What, you know, how would you summarize that last game and some of the emotions that you experienced? Yeah, you know, kind of now that it's it's in the past, kind of had a little bit more time to reflect on it, and you know, it just uh, you know the way the way the game went by, it just it flew by. I know it, yeah. it was one. It was you, know, you, you wish you could go back and play that one a hundred different times, just because you know <laughs> you know it was the last one. But it was uh, you know looking back, it was it was a great experience, and you know the game couldn't uh, couldn't have went a better way for you know for the Blades. Mm-hmm. A three-year captain of the team, the only player in Blades history, and they've been around for 58 years, to be a captain for three consecutive years. How much pride do you take in that? Yeah, it's uh, you know it's something kind of like what I just touched on. It's kind of just starting to sink in a little bit, you know, through the summer. And but you know, I for sure take a lot of pride in that. I know I was given a you know a really good opportunity in Saskatoon to to succeed and to to better myself as a player and a person and you know with the help of the coaches along the way and my teammates along the way and the, you know the organization itself and everyone involved it, it you know it really shaped me to to become who I who I am today and I'm you know, I'm very grateful and thankful for that. Before you went to Abbotsford, you were kicking around Saskatoon. You were attending the, mm-hmm. the Bobby Kirkness uh, Memorial at the uh, Sastel Centre, so you got a chance to see all the guys before while they were getting started with training camp. Aiden Delagrajandier has become your successor as captain. Have you spoken to Della since then? Yeah, you know, it was, it was awesome to be there in Saskatoon, to be there for, for Bobby's, uh, Bobby's celebration there. Bobby is a huge part of, you know, my my five, six years in Saskatoon, and I know he's touched a lot of people through the organization. You know, as, as you guys know, he, he will be greatly missed by, by everyone in the community, his family, friends, peers, everyone around. So, but, you know, touching on, yeah, just, you know, giving it to Della a little bit. He, uh, I've been talking to him quite a little bit. I know, you know, I reached out when he, when he was named captain and, you know, it's a huge honor for him. He, you know, he deserves it. He's, he's worked hard and he's, He's put his time in Saskatoon, and he's uh, you know he's grown a grown a lot as a player and as a as a person from his first couple of years, and it's been you know it's been really good to see see that progression come from Dallas. You know, really really happy for him. Let me put you on the spot: two hundred and eighty regular season games, ten <clears throat> playoff games with the Blades. Is there any one game that stands out for you with Saskatoon more so than any others? Hmm. Yeah, for sure. I know the game went or the the uh, series winning game in in Moose, uh, would that would be one that would stick out. I know I've mm-hmm. you know that was the 
unfortunately with two with two seasons getting cut off at the end of the year that was uh, the playoff run I was able to be a part of and you know that game sticks out and then even a couple of games before that the uh, our last regular season game when we played put against PA I know we uh, we both were clinched we both knew we were playing but just the atmosphere that was in in fast tell and then you know all throughout playoffs I think that playoff run in general would be would be what sticks out to me the most and I know you know, I know the the city and the team is pushing towards that this year. So, Chase, a couple of random questions now that we're going to throw your way, and uh, you know, just going to get you rolling with the punches here a little bit. For sure, for I'm, sure. I'm curious to know where the number 81 came from. If that was something that you chose in Vancouver with the organization, or why you weren't given number 44. How did that all come about? No, it was. Uh, you know, I just showed up, and it was. You know, it was on the helmet, and you know, I I liked it. So I, you know, I made made the most of it. It was awesome. Eighty one's a that's good number. I've never worn it before, so it's good to get good to have it. I mean, you're one for one in NHL preseason game scoring with eighty one, so it can't be that bad, right? <laughs> I, guess, I guess so, right? If you have the chance to wear forty four with Abbotsford, are you going to take it? Um, I I'll be wearing twenty one this year in Abbotsford. Twenty one, so, okay. Yeah, twenty one. The uh, uh, 44 is uh, in use, so I'll be I'll be wearing be wearing 21. It's the number I wore in midget, so it'll be you know it'll be good. It'll be lots of fun. All right, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Who was the toughest opponent for you to play against in junior hockey? Opponent, single-handed opponent, or team, or just one? Well, let's uh, let's get both answers. Not only the team, but also the one individual, the individual yeah. who you just lining up against. You just knew it was going to be a tough night. Um, you know, I'll have to I have to go back to my. I can't remember my. Probably my. 17, 18, 17, 18 year old season and 16, I guess. But, you know, playing up against, uh, going into PA and playing, uh, you know, Braden Pahal and Zach Hayes, that, that duo was, uh, was always, always tough to play against, but also always fun at the same time. So the, mm-hmm. that would be, uh, I don't know if I can choose one of those guys, but that would be, <laughs> you know, they always battled, battled me pretty hard. And it was, you know, it was just good, good competition. Mm-hmm. Compare the speed of the, uh, professional oh. ranks to that of junior hockey. Yeah, everything happens, you know, a couple a couple seconds quicker out here. I've learned that learned that. It's uh you know, you see you make the first play you see it. You don't you don't hold on for, for a second option, a third option, you make the first play you see and I think that's something I'll I'll uh, adapt into my game as the season goes on and pick up the pace of it. Okay, a couple of fans have been questions now, Chase. We're not going to take up too yep. much more of your time, but of course, as always, Ryan Lafontaine <laughs> has to submit a question. He just yeah. I'll give you a hard time. If he's listening right now, you can expect a hard time from me later on. But he is wondering uh, who the best or slash funniest trash talker was when you would line up at the face-off dot. Um, well, the best trash talker probably would be Riley McKay. Even though <laughs> not against him, he would be, you know, I'd hear him when I'm on the face-off dot, I'd hear him. Hear him hear him on the on the wing so he would have to be a guy for sure yeah, all right i like it <laughs> okay alex fenner who recently took part in our second period shoot to win and did a pretty good job mm-hmm. I, as well mm-hmm. she's also submitted a question here just simply asking what your future of hockey looks like yeah so you know thanks alex for the question i uh you know i'm i'm here in abbotsford for the season and you know i'd like to like to continue to to play 
professional hockey as long as as long as uh, I can and allows me to. So I see. Okay. So and the last one is something that we've already touched on a little bit here. Chase is talking about the captain C's and the the leadership group. But Rough Mark One Twenty Three on Instagram is asking. Uh, what sort of advice you would have for some of the new additions to the leadership group? Yeah, no, I know, I know a lot of the guys in that leadership group, and I know, I know they'll do a great job there as a as a group, and you know, working with the coaching staff and all the other players. So, you know, my advice is just, uh, you know, just to show up, show up every day with the right, right attitude and the right mindset, and the rest will fall into place. I think that's always something I've I've went about in my time there. So. Mm-hmm. There's a cliche out there, Chase, that every team seems to have. It's all once you've played for a team, you're always a member of that team. But I would expect that you would really follow through on that. Always a blade, and Chase, I'm sure you'll be following what goes on with the Saskatoon Blades this season, for instance, pretty closely still, right? Yeah, absolutely. I know. You know, I follow the scores. Is you know, whenever whenever I have the chance, I follow the scores. Hopefully, tune in on a couple games here and there, and then you know, hopefully. Hopefully uh, over Christmas sometime, maybe maybe I'll be able to come watch a game at some point. So I'm not too sure what that looks like yet, obviously. But you know, I hope uh, hope I'll be able to to be there. But you know, I'll always always be a member of the you know the Blades family and the Blades organization. If so you, it's, it's awesome. If you are in the building for a Blades game, uh, you have to come up and visit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll come uh, watch a period up there. Absolutely, <laughs> you'd be more than welcome to do that. I, <laughs> I think we might sure. have to get you down on uh, center ice, and I know that you you uh, drew back a lot of pucks in your time, but you might have to be the one dropping the puck for that game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see. <laughs> Chase, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. You know, we're following, we're cheering you yep. on uh, from a distance out here. We know that you're going to do great things in Abbotsford, and ultimately we just really appreciate the time and everything that you've done for us, so thank you. No, thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate having me on. You know, I'm always uh, always cheering on the blades from here, and you know, it's always good to hear hear from people around the organization. So, thanks for having me on. Appreciate all the it. all the best to you, Chase. Say hi to your family, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you down the line. Thanks a lot, Lash. Will do, and yeah, we'll see you soon too. Okay, all take right. care. Take care, Chase. Huge thank you to the captain for jumping on and sharing all he uh, all, all things professional life, and it's uh, very interesting to hear. Uh, coming from someone who is so deeply rooted in the WHL community and the Blades hockey community, now taking that next step and speaking about an organization that we're not very familiar with, yeah. but uh, it definitely sounds like he's uh, you know he's hit the ground running in in Vancouver and in uh, in Abbotsford and doing it in his usual modest, classy way. Yeah, that's all I ever expect out of Chase Waters after knowing him ever since he first showed up as a fifteen-year-old uh, at training camp in two thousand fifteen. Wow, that's a long time. Unbelievable. Ago. Yep, yep. It sure is. Nope. The Vancouver Canucks organization has a good one. Oh, that's yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Okay, let's uh, dive into the trivia question. This one was a fun one to come up with. Of course, uh, we've already mentioned just how deeply rooted the Waters family name uh, is in the Blades organization. And it was, of course, f- put on full display uh, ahead of one of the games a couple seasons ago. Chase's dad, Scott, read off the starting lineup. He had a pregame speech ready yep. to go. He yep. just. Unbelievable. We recorded that video, what he said to the players. We posted it onto our Twitter and it went viral as well. So the question is, who was our opponent the night 
where Scott Waters listed off yep. the starting lineup. So you're going to have to probably go YouTube in order to find this or dive deep back into the Blades website. I don't know if it's yeah. still there or not. You can find it on Twitter. I'm yeah. not sure because I, uh, I had to figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's Fine. on there somewhere. Okay. Well, as long yeah. as it's on Twitter, if it's on Facebook or Instagram, yeah. you may not find it. I bet you some of our... <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. You never know. I guess Twitter is where everyone wants to go the moment the world starts falling apart. Exactly. AKA Facebook and Instagram ah, goes down. That's right. You don't even have an Instagram, so you're okay. I don't. I, I don't have <laughs> Not Instagram. Yet, I'm good. Instagram. All right. Instagram. So, <laughs> that, so that's the question, <laughs> is who was the Blades opponent the night where Scott Waters, Chase's dad, read yeah. off the starting lineup? Right. Okay. Right? If you know the answer, head to SaskatoonBlades.com, fill out the form. You can find the Blades Uncut podcast under the interactive tab. You can submit it that way, or you can get in touch with us via email, info at saskatoonblades.com, or drop us a line in Facebook, if it's up and running, Yeah, Instagram, it'll, it'll be fine. or Twitter. I think we're okay now. <sighs> Episode 44, coming to a close here shortly, a presentation of Great Western Brewing, the makers of Original 16 as well. Also brought to you by Let's Save On Foods. Let's Save On Foods do the shopping for you. Shop online today at saveonfoods.com. What else have we got to talk about here okay, before we well, close? I'd like uh, to talk about some of the details with this new CJWW radio gig. So, of course, it's on the AM dial. Yep. What does a typical game day broadcast look like for you, Les? I know that you've got the pre-game show, you've got the post-game show, you're talking to a couple of guys. What exactly goes into it? It hasn't changed all that terribly much. It hasn't. Really. I mean, different spot on the dial, different band, but yeah. basically it's, uh, you've got a half an hour pregame show. So, for instance, this Saturday, a six o'clock game, Saskatchewan time, out of uh, Brandon. We're on the air at 5 30. You'll get uh, the beginning of the broadcast with a scene setter and then go into a coach's show. You'll hear from one of the Blades' assistant coaches, either Ryan Marsh or Dan De Silva. And then you'll get into the other side. You'll hear from the other team's head coach or a player if the need comes along. I think we'll probably talk with. Connor Bedard, the first time the Blades play Regina, as opposed to Dave Struish, and Dave Struish will say, fine, don't no worry offense. about it, no <laughs> offense. And then usually the game spotlight is with a Blades player, although that could be an opposition player as well, depending on the situation. At some point in time, we'll probably have to get a guy like, say, Braden Yeager on from Moose Jaw, who's right. a Saskatoon kid, yep. on that game spotlight when the Blades play the Warriors. So those are the things you hear on the pregame show. It goes a half an hour. We get you keys to the game and the starting lineups and all the rest of that stuff. Get into the game. Mm-hmm. Game goes for two hours and whatever, five, four, it's finally done. And then yeah. we go postgame. And it's different. Home and away. A little bit of a delay in getting to the postgame show at home because I've got to go from the gondola down to either the concourse level where we were Saturday and we will be next Wednesday when Brandon's here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe on the Friday night, though, we're in the... 016 Lounge. 016 Lounge. Yes. Yeah. So keep that in mind. The Tuesday, Wednesday, weekend games, post-game show live is on the concourse. Friday, Saturday, Sundays are going to be in the 016 Lounge for the post-game show live on CJWW, where you get at least head coach Brendan Sani, and if the team wins, at least a couple of players come along to chat and tell you about what happened and how happy they are and accept the adulation of the crowd that's going to be there. So that's basically what we're going to be doing. And I must say... I'm thrilled to pieces that we're back on AM radio because to me, Mitch, that's where sports belongs on the radio is on the AM band, not on the FM band. But we've done that for 22 years. And now for the first time since 1999, 600 AM CJWW is the home of Blades Hockey. Yeah, it's back to the roots. It's back to the roots. Back to the roots. Absolutely. I like it. Yeah, well, even looking in, uh, you know, the the larger markets as well, TSN radios all over the AM dial. and But really, the big markets, your NHL yeah. markets... 
AM radio is where your games yep. are on, not on FM. Yep, Sportsnet 960, The Fan in That's Calgary. Right. Edmonton is also exactly. on the AM dial. That's right. Yep. So it's nothing new nope. moving to the AM dial. Nope. If anything, it's it's a benefit to our out-of-town listeners because you just get a wider reach. You can go traveling and uh, you know quick, it doesn't matter where you are. Quick story. Okay, yeah. so you mentioned earlier on about people from Lethbridge. Yeah. Yeah, not quite Lethbridge. Dennis Bassett, here's a name from the past for Blades fans that will remember. Dennis Bassett was a goaltender that played for the Blades in the mid-90s. And his dad would used to, when games were on CJWW back then, his dad would get in the car, he was from Tabor, he'd go north of Tabor to a high spot, sit down, turn the radio on, and listen to CJWW and the Blades game, especially when Dennis was playing goal. So that's the kind of, that's the the way it used to be. David Cameron... His dad in Winnipeg couldn't get the broadcast. He'd phone the control room, asked to be put on hold, yeah. and of course, on hold, you'd get the the broadcast mm-hmm. coming down the line back to him. So he'd listen to the game that way while on hold with the control room of the radio station. Yeah, you don't do that anymore. Yeah, but, that's uh, times have changed but, a but little bit, but yeah. But hey, that was the way it was done back then. It was a lot of fun. That's right. Well, yeah. No, it's exciting for us too to be on CJWW. Give all of our listeners from all over the province a chance to tune in, listen to our games, and of course, your play-by-play call can also be heard on CJWWradio.com. Yep. As well as WHL Live. Yes. Okay. And we'll make sure that happens this weekend. Yeah. We had some technical issues. That's being fixed as we speak. Yep. Yep, we weren't the only team. No, I understand I know there were some technical issues, but you know what? A season without a pandemic, or at least with measures put in place to curb the pandemic, is, I think, well worth it, regardless of whatever technical hiccups we experience leading up to it. So, yep. So that's it. CJWW Radio 600. That's where you can listen to Les's play-by-play call all season long, as well as the playoffs coming up next spring, because we are expecting a pretty deep playoff run. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. That would be a nice thing. That's right. Well, anything else you want to talk about, Les? No, I think that's good. You, you've got mentioned here any final rounds of golf yeah. left in the tank. I'd like to, but no, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. It's busy. It's busy now. Busy time hockey now that hockey season and, and, and most yeah. And most of the courses are going to be closing down in the next two, three weeks. That's right. So with me being busy yeah. on weekends, that's the only time really I'd get a chance to get out, I think. Yeah. That's going to be it. I think October 17th is the last day for a number of courses in yeah, the area. Absolutely. So, and so. it's fast approaching. I can't believe I just booked a chiropractor appointment for four weeks from now. It's November. Yeah, there you wow. go. Wow. Yeah, that's I'm, right. You know, first half of the season is going to be wrapping up here before we know it. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know. Don't rush it too much. I know. we got a ways to know, go we before do. we get to the we midpoint. Do. It's not yet Christmas. We're still two yeah. and a half months away from that. That's Don't true. Don't brush yeah. that. Well, and we're yet. not going to leave our uh, Blades Uncut listeners uh, high and dry either. We're going to try to do these at least once every two weeks. Okay, so. good. Okay. Gonna hold, they're going to hold that, you to that now. Now that we're into a bit of a rhythm with the season, we can kind of start preparing and visualizing, seeing how everything is kind of looking mm-hmm. uh, ahead of time. We're not, you know, rolling out the red carpet anytime soon. <laughs> then... Uh, you know, it's uh, it should be a clear sailing for recording these episodes as well. Good. So, that's good. And you can, of course, listen to these episodes, all episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. I just found out Amazon Audible. You mm. can listen to this. I just searched up Blades Uncut, Googled it, and that came up. So you can also nice. listen to it on Amazon. Of course, hey? on cjwwradio.com yes definitely you can uh, all those links can also be found on saskatoonblades.com for uh, if you do want to reach out to us ask us a question submit a, an answer to the trivia question you can find that on saskatoonblades.com under the interactive tab Blades Uncut that's going to do it for episode 44 
Beautiful. Well, All right. can't wait for episode 45. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for joining me, Les. Thanks, Panky, for yes. sitting in the studio, as always, manning the controls. I know that we're uh, running uh, a little bit late here, but that's okay. We better wrap it up. Yes, we better wrap All it right. up. All right, have a good one. We will uh, see you in a couple of weeks. See you at the rink. Adios.